0: Hey, you're, you're more like a stem podcast now instead of just, uh, yeah. just
1: tech, yeah that's right? true it really is that's true but we're tech breakfast so we're not doing it we're not yeah STEM breakfast.
0: <laughs> we, we we can't rebrand it's weird man <laughs> yeah.
1: stem breakfast people would be confused and be like so we do eggs and bakey or like the bad part of plants
2: it's wednesday february 3rd you're listening to the tech breakfast podcast the show that brings you delicious tech news headlines and all the gossipy hot takes you can handle with tyler gates russ cantwell and aaron buley on the show with us today is daniel platt our senior virtual reality field correspondent how's it going fellas it's great happy wednesday
1: oh my gosh it's wednesday already that that's great
2: and uh, I know Russ has said that he couldn't be here because you guys have some sort of like relationship that goes back decades or something, but uh, he's out sick today. It's messed up. So, messed yeah, up. I feel bad for him. I think he's waiting. What did he say, Tyler? He's waiting on a COVID test? Yeah, he said he might have the Rona, it was his uh, his statement. I hope he does not. Oof. Yeah, I hope he does not as well. Okay, um, so some quick show announcements. Uh, excited to announce we hit 17,000 plays earlier this week that was a little wild uh also we <laughs> signed up for this service that basically lets you know when you chart um as a podcast and we charted in Canada and Great Britain last week so charting means hitting the top 200 shows which i was like what
1: and if you guys could see my face right now it's uh confusion because <laughs> we can see at least a rough breakdown of what our listeners are through anchor the application we used to sort of blast everything out to every podcast platform and i don't think most of our listeners are in those countries which means no they're not our competition can't be that steep
2: well let me let me further clarify it's specifically within the technology yeah, tag. That makes you, a little more your so. show has to be tagged by uh, technology right so but top 200 technology podcasts in canada and great britain Pretty i'm cool. not upset I'm not upset. I'm not, I'm not upset. I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff we can get into today, but uh wanted to kick it off with Daniel and say, hey, what's been going on with VR, MR, XR, AR, whatever? All the R's. What you got, man? Well, first off, I, I want to make an
0: announcement like uh, like Russell's baby announcement, but I, I got a RTX 3070. <laughs>
2: Hey! <laughs> nice. <laughs> the, the, Just as important the as the methodical a uh, GPU. <laughs> 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 Depends
0: on the day. RGB it up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> nice man. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So not, not many people are actually getting those. So did you I'm name excited. it? should not yet. I, maybe maybe when it's in my hands, I'll. There you well, go. I'll I can tell it. you,
2: it's a new phase of life, and you won't get much
0: sleep. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you're gonna hate it when it's a teenager.
0: <laughs> oh man, <laughs>
1: that's right.
0: Literal garbage at that point. <laughs> all right all right uh a lot of yeah we won't we go too far down that one
2: we we diverged from the kid thing a little bit there didn't we <laughs>
0: yeah a lot of a lot of interesting stuff happening in the xr space that everyone may or may not be uh be tuned into
1: i am so, not you're gonna have to educate me yeah yeah stuff i ran into and just uh squirreled away as opposed yeah. to yeah
2: Is it officially, do we call it just XR and that that gets everything? We talked about that that maybe six months ago, but is that that really starting to solidify? Mm, It's solidified in my head. Okay. Well, (laughs) you're the thought leader, so there it is. It's XR. So uh,
0: the first thing, there's a a Road to VR article that came out yesterday, uh, I believe. Yeah. Second. Uh, that just was kind of talking about some of the interesting points, kind of reading between the lines on what's happening in the VR space, with regards to like adoption, so um, I'm I'm kind of just going to go over some of the top key data points that that they listed in, in this article because I do think it's it's really interesting. Um, so, uh, and, and just a heads up, a lot of the news is Oculus Quest Quest Two related. Uh, they are kind of the the dominant uh, force in in VR right now. And no one seems to really have a product that matches them in regards to tech specs, plus the plus the price. So, yeah, no one else is really still still, still on like. your on your buy list. You still give the stamp of approval. It's the way to go. I, I do. That's that's I good. do. I'm I'm that's waiting good. for you guys to buy them so we can play Beat Saber at night.
2: Well, can we not? I have the original. Oh yeah, we can. Okay, well, dude, Beat Saber it we up. Can. Let's go. I, I have haven't. Do it. I don't
1: i haven't 100%. set back up since i moved i need to i need to do that or i need to get a wireless one it's not going to be well easy. yeah you, if you get a quest then you
0: don't have to set up I very much headset. draw the boundary around you yeah he does yeah russ, is, yeah
1: russ said he's been beat sabering
0: it up like all day every day oh that's right <laughs> okay all right so back to the road to vr article um Quest 2 sales drove Facebook's Q4 non-advertising revenue to $885 million, uh, which is an increase over of 156%
2: year over year. Is that sales uh, of hardware and so- software, I guess? How, yeah. Like it, payments it, from developers. They don't, they don't
0: break that out. I mean, that could out. be any anything non-advertising revenue uh, from Facebook, but I mean, I guess kind of reading through the lines is they don't really have much revenue outside of non-advertising. So that's yeah. why people are kind of pointing to the
2: Quest. Yeah. Well, because $885 sense. million dollars divided by how much is the Oculus 299? Yeah. 299. I mean, that's uh, 2.9 million Quest headsets. Have they reported
1: how many they've sold?
2: Nope.
0: No, they, they like to keep those numbers pretty close. Um, Let's see, there are on this article, there's estimates, which, you know, that's just kind of third parties making, making guesses as to as to what they're what they said, but they're, they're suggesting that the, the quest Two sold between 500,000 and 1 million units in q4 of 2020 alone. Oh geez, just in Q four. Wow. yeah. Which that's that's a pretty pretty good deal. I think Zuckerberg uh, said when we hit ten million users, then uh, or ten million headsets sold, that they'll be in a in a good spot on the Oculus ecosystem. And I I have my own suspicions that it's it is probably closer to the million mark. But yeah. Wow.
1: yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, I like to I like to see that growing and growing fast. And I think I wonder. I haven't seen any news, but maybe Daniel, you've seen it. Are are they sort of indicating that there may be some lost leader sort of motions with the hardware? Um, not unlike, sort of like the the PS5 and Xbox, or not even PS5. Back just the Playstations in general, gaming yeah. consoles tended yeah. to be lost leaders for how advanced their technology was, and then. Over time, obviously, they keep selling them. They become more, uh, I guess, margin-rich for the selling companies. But then they they tend to collect the revenue on the, the game side, the the developer side as well. Yeah. That is there any indication that Facebook's doing I, the same thing?
0: I, I, I've had some similar thoughts, but I've never found anything. I kind of backed that up. Okay. Um, so I, I won't go too far down pure speculation on that. Sure,
1: sure. But, I wondered, because uh, I hadn't seen it, but if there's something like even just a like a teardown that actually goes through and says, okay, yeah. based on sourcing alone, you're looking at hardware costs that are $300, for instance. So obviously they're they're taking a hit.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I the, hadn't seen
1: anything like that. I didn't know if you had.
0: Yeah. The other day I, I was actually looking to see if I could find who manufactures the Quest headsets. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was seeing if it was like TSMC or Samsung sure. or whoever. And I, I couldn't find... Uh, the the company that did that. So, as hmm. the the more and more secretive they are on that, then the yeah. harder it is to, to find you know any information
1: I, on. I'm genuinely like a
0: bit surprised
1: that that hasn't. Uh, I don't, I'm not even sure you'd call it a leak, but it hasn't come out because yeah. because of stuff like teardowns, right? You get in there, you yeah. see. Obviously, you're going to have componentry that's very clearly marked from certain sources, right? Whether it's a TMC yep. uh, TMC chip for this, or uh, you know Samsung glass for that, or GPIO units from certain places, but yeah, it, where it's actually being assembled, I, I know is something they can keep pretty tight. But um, yep. I don't know. I, I, I guess it's curious now that I mentioned it that I haven't even seen it.
0: Yeah. Um, what else do we have on here? Uh, Facebooks has said they're going to discontinue the Oculus Rift line in 2021. Um. So that that means a couple things. One, they're they're not selling it anymore. Uh, and two, they'll they'll have kind of a what, what they always say is sunset. So they'll have a date where they sunset support for it. And I can say that once they've done that, you know, once they have their SDK um, updates, if they've sunset something, then it almost immediately becomes hard to keep developing for that platform mm. while trying to continue to take in you know, their updates that they're giving us in, in the SDK. So I mean, when they did it on the Oculus Go, I mean, it was almost immediate. And once they've hit sunset, it's it's really hard to keep up with pushing updates to that. So once that's gone, I I feel like we'll see the, the Rift platform uh, and
2: Rift development kind of die down pretty dramatically. Fade into obscurity. Yep. Speaking of Bummer. developers or development, I guess that's the hardware development of the actual console or the headpiece. Anyway, um, fun fact in there, more than 60 Oculus developers have reached a million dollars in revenue. That seems that seems like a that's positive. That's awesome. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, that's. Uh, 60, I'm sure if yeah. Russ was on here, he'd remind us how little that
2: is in the gaming space, <laughs> but,
1: but it <laughs> still true. feels relevant. Darn but to it. have
2: 60 different developer groups, right? Because a lot of the games... Actually, I don't know how many of the games within the Oculus platform are made. Like if you have multiple games made by the same developer, right? Mm -hmm, So that just means there's that much more content, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, There doesn't seem to be like one dominant developer in VR just yet. So it, it is a lot of, you know, that's probably 60 million different developer groups and not just like one company that has like 10 of those.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and just at the same that's time good. here I saw the Beat Saber. They've sold four million copies and forty million songs. Estimated 180 million dollars in revenue. Wow. And I would say that's probably one of the more Wait, successful. Uh,
1: four million copies and forty million songs.
2: Yeah. That's, you buy the game and then you buy you you can go on and buy like I don't know. Like I Green get day, it. They had a oh, sorry. That's ten million songs per copy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: Okay. I played Beat Saber.
1: <laughs> I, I personally haven't purchased a lot of songs. There's that. a community area, but I don't know anybody that owns 10 million Beat Saber songs. <laughs> is that 4 million this quarter and 40 million songs in like the in the quarter too? Because it's a backlog of, of 100 million copies of the game or something like that. Like that something about that says, stat is wrong.
2: <laughs> Beat Saber has officially reached 4 million units sold. Oculus today announced, along with 40 million songs of paid DLC. Downloadable content, um, pushing the app's estimated revenue to $180 million. Yeah, I, I can't... That is a great question. I can't, question. <laughs> I can't wrap my head that. around that at
1: all. I don't know. Like, if you bought every DLC package, is, is it 10 it, it million songs? It goes on. It doubles
2: right? down. So it says, Oculus also confirmed the game has sold 40 million paid DLC songs, the equivalent of selling 40 platinum music albums on top of the game's base music.
0: Wait, was it $40 million
2: what? or 40 million songs? It says 40 million songs.
0: I can't...
1: I. I'm not reading what you're reading, but my brain's not, I'm not, I don't believe it.
2: Nope. So, all right. So here you go. It goes, dude, it keeps going into it. We estimated Beat Saber's total revenue around $180 million with the following assumptions. 1 million copies sold at the early access price of $20, 3 million sold at the retail price of $30, 20 million songs bought individually at $2 each, which I have not bought any songs. And then 20 million songs bought bundled at $1.50 each. How do you? That doesn't make sense. What? <laughs> I don't do. I'm
1: still at a complete loss. Four million to forty million songs. Something know, is man. wrong with the way that they're they're
2: doing that. That's it's too many songs per user. It Doesn't even it make is. sense. It is. I don't know. We've met some people that have played some I, uh, mobile apps and you know put more than a thousand dollars into it. So maybe there's people out there just buying stuff. <laughs> have we, have stuff we met anybody stuff. like that? <laughs> yes. yes. I'm not going to say their name on the, or their names because it's a couple people. But uh, anyway. Anyways, I don't believe it. Tea. Go ahead. I,
1: I would like to see the correction to
0: that article that has real numbers yeah. in it because that's imaginary. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can find anyone that's, that knows, uh, knows those people.
1: Um, um, and <laughs> unicorns and fairies next. Maybe they're gonna sign all
0: those songs. Where is it? Here it is. Um, so the Steam, um, Steam does a, you know, a, a survey, I think four times a year. So they do it once a quarter, where they they look at um, user statistics. So they'll look at, you know, how many users have a VR headset that's tied to their um, to their Steam account. That's you cool. know, they'll, look, they'll look at what CPUs people have, what GPUs people have, what monitors people have. None of your business. So, yeah, do they know the
1: names and which color I, you made it.
0: So I I don't know if you've seen it, but you can you can opt out of the survey, which I'm I'm a proponent of. I never. Yeah, dude. I oh. never. Is it actually in, but, uh, once
1: quarterly, or they do it like four times in February just to make people wonder?
0: <laughs> I think it's once a quarter. Uh, Probably once a quarter. So, anyway, some interesting <laughs> stuff here. You know, the the standalone VR seems to kind of be where everything is, is taking off, but just seeing continued growth in, in PC VR, you know, where you have to have a gaming PC hooked up is pretty, pretty awesome. So some, some big things on here is there's 1.7 million new VR users on steam in 2020.
2: Um, and an it's me, but then my PC is not, um, beefy enough to handle, uh, that, So yeah, <laughs> it's connected, but that's it.
0: Yeah. That's, and I, I was just going to say, you know, this number doesn't account for all the Quest users. You know, maybe there's the Quest users that hook up their their Quest headset to the PC and then Steam can see that. But there's so many that also just, you know, they don't have the PC that they're never even hooking it up to it. So mm. this is just people that have hooked up a VR headset to the PC. So 1.7 million new VR users in 2020, um, over 104 million VR sessions on Steam in 2020.
2: Noise. There you go. Oh, here's a here's another stat I found in another article. More than two percent of Steam users now have a VR headset. So wow. I mean, it's still very early adopter stage. Yeah, uh, for sure. From from the PC Steam comparison, right? With the the yeah sheer amount of people that are in Steam playing other games.
0: Yeah, and, but, and uh, I don't know that that PC VR will ever you know will ever reach like fifty percent or eighty percent because because I do. daniel opinion here i do think the standalone the (laughs) standalone is going to be the way where everything uh moves to and the the pcvr will really be the enthusiast uh enthusiast place yeah Yeah, well i i
1: would imagine that the feature gap is is well not imagine it's it is is closing right so what you get in the standalone right now is getting closer and closer to what you can do with the with the pc attached and of course the pc attached will always have advantage right because you don't have the constraints that you have on a mobile system but it uh It doesn't seem like we're too far away from being able to do everything we've done from a gaming performance perspective in a basically a mobile form factor you know in the glasses in a headset Um, and then and then the glass itself so the quality of the screen and what you can pump through it is obviously a big part of that as well and at some point we will sort of meet or exceed what your eyes are capable of really taking advantage of so uh, there's only going to be a sliver of functionality that's to your point the the enthusiast realm anyways and yeah. i would assume it's going to be particular games but then you have then you have pushback there because developers are going to develop more and more for the broadly adopted untethered application as yeah. opposed to something specific for the enthusiast group with the exception of games that just use better logic to scale performance as an example which i know is is pretty common in the gaming industry but there's still there's a limit to everybody gets the same experience and then the capability of your platform changes frame rates as an example. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see what the enthusiast enthusiast, uh, sliver actually looks like in this space. Cause it seems like yeah. that gap gets closed pretty quick.
0: Yep. Um, let's see. I, I do want to talk about the, the link you sent here, but first before, cause we're still talking mostly Oculus. I want to say, uh, there's this article from TechRadar that confirms a successor to the Quest 2. Um, it's it was kind already. of a, Well, it, it was kind of a funny article basically saying that Zuckerberg said, quote, unquote, we're continuing to work on our new hardware as well. The new hardware will fit the same platform. So the content that works on Quest 2 should be forward compatible so that we're going to build one larger install base around the virtual reality headsets that we have. So they basically said, yeah, you know, Quest 3 is coming. New but, one's coming. But, but I, yeah, well, I don't think, you know, the gap between the Quest 1 and the Quest 2 was about a year and a half on the actual release time. I'd be surprised if it was
2: if it was even just a year away. So, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
2: Do you think they'll start releasing, like, phones? Uh, on an
0: annual basis?
2: Yeah, have a yearly, like a you yearly know, September ooh. release of the next, you know.
0: Yeah. So I, I was thinking about this. Getting that, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about this last night, actually. Uh, you know, consoles seem to update every like, what is it, like eight to 10 years or something. Yeah. Right? It feels like forever. Yeah. You know, you, you want to, you're, you're buying this $400, 500 device and you want it to to last you like a, a long amount of time, right? Which
2: is crazy because you buy a $1,200 phone every year and you buy a four or $500 yeah. gaming device. So every not, eight years? No, I, I'm yeah. not saying you or me, but you know the general population. They release does. a new one all the time, but yeah. I think it's
1: because of the, the it's the market. the The number of people buying cell phones means there is 400 million people buying the one that you released this year, and that's the case yeah. that you're on. There aren't enough users of something like an Oculus or even probably a PlayStation or an Xbox to justify a new one every year for the chunk of the population that's buying it. Right?
2: Well, yeah, and to yeah. that point, it's like it's really how much better can the system get year over year, right? And with a, with a mobile phone, you know you can get better screens. Yeah. you can get you know faster speeds, you can get you know like new new chips and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But I guess is that really needed from a console gaming perspective? Probably not, right? Because the screen is external. Um, it's probably sh- powerful enough of a system to run you know games. you kind of have to get to this generational leap here. But I guess that's my question. Where's yeah. VR in that from a headset perspective? Are we closer to the mobile phone? Like there's a lot of development happening really fast or? Yeah.
0: So the, I, I think the important thing um, that, that he says on this is uh, is that the new hardware will fit the same platform. So the content that works on Quest 2 will be forward compatible. So what that means is, you know, anything that, that you bought when you had a Quest 1, all of that works on the Quest 2 still. There's no incompatibilities. And he's basically saying, that same library will continue on the quest three whenever that comes out. And I and I think, you know, that, that's that's kind of the big deal of, of VR versus like a console thing, because you always say, you know, hey, my PS5 isn't backwards compatible with my PS4 library that I've been building up for the past, you know, eight years, whatever. Whereas, you know, this Oculus Quest ecosystem will just continue to um they'll we'll keep releasing hardware but your software investment is always
2: there and it's always coming with you. So, uh, yeah, but I, I guess to my, to the point though, of like the actual development of the hardware, yeah. it feels like it's more on the spectrum closer to mobile phones and we should see yeah. releases happening faster. Cause you're going to get better screens. You're going to get better yep. eye tracking, right? You're going to get larger yep. field of view. You're going to get more powerful and lighter systems with longer battery life and all this kind of stuff.
0: Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So for the hardware side, yes, it, we we probably will get to the the mobile phone kind of release strategy where it is you know an annual an annual update uh, where we do get you know like you said higher resolution. I, it's always funny to me that you know basically like five years ago I would have said, do we really need any higher resolution on our on our phones? And and now all of a sudden when you're putting it you know an inch away from your eye, then you're like, yeah, you know what I I, I, I do need that. I do now. I do need that. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. um so yeah you know there, there's so many rooms there's so much room for improvement so like you said resolution eye tracking continued improvements on hand tracking so you know they'll continue oh, right. to improve the the sensors to do that so hopefully you won't need controllers at all anymore um
2: is, is the hope soon you know what there's the, what what's the i don't know i kind of want to dive into that a little bit if you have any thoughts on it but What's driving the progress there in terms of the sensors? what are, like what is the technology in the sensor, and then maybe in the computational um, capacity of understanding? Because if you just put your hand out in front of you, depending on how you have it held, you can't see all of your fingers and all of the parts yeah. of your hand at all times, right? So yeah. it has to guess on some of that stuff as well. you know if If you're looking at the back of your hand and you put your fingers together, It's got to guess I'm grabbing, you know, I'm putting my fingers together on the opposite side. What do you know about that?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, really the only sensors they're using is the cameras on the headset and it's, it's probably just those two bottoms. So if you look at the quest, there's, I think four cameras total, there's two on the top on the corners and two on the bottom on the corners. So they're just using those cameras to look at where your hands are and then trying to, um, to, to uh, you know, show show where your hands are relatively in in VR space. So th- there really are no changes to those those cameras right now. Um, it it almost all is uh, is software based, and yeah. a, a lot of it's cool. you know using AI to kind of Gah. say, hey, you know, your hands were here and now they're here. How do we smoothly you know move them? so it makes looks some natural. estimates about
1: where it's going to look or, or catching yeah. it yeah i wonder i yeah. wonder uh how much of a delay our brains are even capable of dealing with fluidly like if it just captures where it is right now and where it is some fraction of a second later if if you just smooth that out what 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 frame rate doesn't break most people right yeah
2: it yep. feels like that aspect of it is already there, right? Because with the Oculus One that I have with the hand tracking, it I I don't feel a delay. I don't feel that's awesome. You know, it's not like I'm opening and closing my hand and and my brain senses any sort of delay there. But yeah, there's there's definitely complexities in the, you know, analytics of that data happening real time. Um yep. and potentially how to improve it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and they do uh oh man, I totally just just lost where I was going on that. <laughs> um Let's see. Oh, I was gonna say, you know, the they do have major improvements between the quest one and the quest two in regards to to uh you know the hand, hand tracking. tracking and I, yeah. and I don't know if that's a difference in the cameras or if it's just because the processor jumped up from I think a Snapdragon eight thirty five, which is in the quest one, to the eight sixty five in the quest two. So d- yeah. Okay. I, I, I do think we'll continue to see a lot of improvements on the hand tracking. To, like I said, hopefully you don't need to have any controllers with you anymore, but yeah, that'd be, awesome. be awesome. For sure. No, uh, no
2: projectiles to throw into your TV.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. You, you should look through YouTube on those ones. If you haven't yet. Oh, insane. <laughs> don't
2: want to see it. I've seen it. I mean, nobody hit my TV, but I've seen some crazy stuff in my own living room where, you know, the walk, the plank thing. And, uh, there's oh, yeah. a guy over <laughs> and he tried to jump sideways and he jumped right into the fireplace. Like, you oh, know, the brick uh, ledge thing, like hit him in the side oh, of the shin. Stop. Yeah, bad. And then, uh, yeah. his son was playing tennis, right? And so a ball goes off to his left and he starts sprinting to his left and he runs right into the window in my, in my living room. It's like, oh, all right, I think right, we're done. I think we're, yeah. we're done. <laughs> That's what we need. Day. We need un, untethered
1: outside. VR and and a basketball court, basically, yeah, yeah, <laughs> with pads Dude. on the wall. <laughs>
2: yeah, man. But then, and to that point, like the untethered, that that's where I'm. I get really excited about some of the augmented reality stuff, where you can be in your live environment and playing. That I want to sign up for right out of the gate. Like if I can if I can play like Doom in my own house, you know, where like aliens are coming out of different rooms in my own yeah. house, that would be so sweet. That that stuff's
1: cool. I, I haven't looked at it too much, but the uh, the Mario um, oh yeah I forget the name of it now. But the the Mario race car augmented yeah. reality switch game just seemed like such a cool cool concept to me.
2: And and I think do you the, have the that little game?
1: cars that I don't, I don't, no, I, I need it. to get it because it, it's, I, 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 I bought a for, for it too. Is it cool?
0: Yeah, I, I bought it for my, for my six year old. who who plays his switch every once in a while and he, he's obsessed with it. And I played it a few times. Cool. It's, a, it's a blast to just, what's it, it called?
1: And those little cars are pretty awesome too. Yeah, as I understand it, it's called it. Like Mario Kart live.
0: Mario yes. Kart Yes. That's what how it was. cool is
1: that? And, uh, can you, or do you race, uh, socially or is it all or mostly local?
0: So it, yeah. If you do social side, it, it it does have to be local. So you know you're oh, okay. You're, you're talking about having to have multiple switches and multiple versions of the game. So you know the switch is like three hundred bucks, I think. Maybe. And then and uh, forty
2: million oh, songs. It's... You have to buy all forty <laughs> yeah. million songs too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> apparently, <laughs> or at least ten million of them.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So you know you have a three hundred dollar. Switch yeah. console that you bought, and then you have to buy the game, which is a hundred bucks. Uh so you know if, if you're yeah, trying to get hundred like...
1: bucks and it and it comes with the cars, right? Because yeah. that's the whole mixed reality, yeah. augmented reality oh, is that it yeah. actually has a vehicle. You can't just get a, a $50 game, it's a $50 game and a decent little RC yeah. car. So yeah. t- tell me about the you RC car because I that. thought I yeah. saw one. And uh and they're they're pretty snappy. They're they're well built, basically. You're not getting yeah. one of those crappy gonna break in five minutes sort of yeah yeah we, we've already to the cheapo drones and stuff like that that you can find on the market yeah, now. Like we, they're, they're pretty cool right we,
0: yeah we've already hit plenty
2: of walls and cool. uh,
0: r- run into people
2: <laughs> and uh and dogs awesome it's got a uh it's got a camera right over mario's head yeah on the car that's awesome yep. tell me please tell me it's rechargeable
0: it is oh, gosh, rechargeable yes. and it is okay, USB C, which okay. uh, hey, you hardware nerds how, should hope how long does it take yeah
1: to charge. to charge. I, it's, I assume. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's some decent amperage. That's the nice thing about yeah, in that case, right? You no. Know,
0: yeah. I, I think we probably play like 30 minutes at a time. Usually. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've ever tried to see, you know, how time, how soon recharge. I could, yeah. How soon I could charge it and start playing again.
1: So is it just a decent little LiPo package? I mean, is it very similar to sort of the high end RC cars and stuff like that?
0: Well, so it's, it's funny when you're, when you're driving around and you're using the camera, you feel like you're going really fast because you know, your, your camera is really low to the ground. So it looks like you're going pretty fast. Yeah. But, but if you're actually like watching the car it's pretty slow. That's
1: funny. I think
0: it's really probably a good thing
1: because <laughs> they, they, yeah. it's a lot easier to tear those things to pieces inside. If they're whipping around like a Traxxas or something,
2: I think there's tricks you can do with like a frame rate and uh, exposure and all that kind of stuff to cool. make it feel faster. Make it feel even faster. Well. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. neat. But there absolutely is something to having the camera that low to the ground. Right. when I oh, yeah. When I built that little car where you're sitting, it's a go-kart and you're sitting, you know, two inches off the ground even going 30 miles an hour that thing just feels like blistering but that's neat no that that's cool I I I
1: I hesitate because I do have two switches um I buy them used sometimes broken when I do stuff like that and (laughs) I try to fix them right so I, I got one for like I don't know 80 bucks that just didn't work and I was able to pop it open put in a new battery that was five dollars and 50 cents or something like that and it fired right back up but um i it's your point right like i'd have to get two because i have two switches floating around but if you already have this 200 bucks on the games
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm sitting here flipping through if you go to uh to their to the website to buy this they've got like 30 different pictures of people playing it yeah and it shows kids sitting right next to each other both with switches both with there's a mario and a luigi yeah it's like 1300 setup just to play the game (laughs) good (laughs) lord yeah is it
0: that cool yeah because if it's that cool don't buy a switch just for this. But if no, you already have the switch, I, I, I think it's worth the the hundred bucks. There you I, go. I think it was there a There you blast. go. Well, right.
1: we might. That might that might need to be uh, this Christmas or something. Probably should have been last
2: Christmas. <laughs> All right. What else we got from um, the VR news perspective?
0: Yeah, talking about uh, new headsets and uh, and also AR because you said you want to jump into AR. Uh, Magic Leap had an announcement that they're going to ship they version two of the Magic Leap headset in Q4 as kind of a, a dev kit. And just some, I was trying to find the, the actual field of view number for, uh, for the Magic Leap one. This article is
2: saying it's a 40 degree field of view. So uh, what, what is what's the main, I don't really know that much about Magic Leap. What's what's yeah. their main play? Because w- when I Google them, all I see is um, spatial computing for enterprise. I'm not an enterprise. And then yeah. I see, is Magic Leap in trouble? They apparently you laid off a thousand people. What are you on about? <laughs> he is a <laughs> They laid off a thousand not... <laughs> people last year. Like what's going on with, with them in general? Yeah. What are they trying to sell? Where, where are they trying yeah. to go? So
0: uh, I have a, a lot of opinions on this. I'll try and restrain myself a little bit. No, 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 <laughs> dude, nobody listens. Don't, don't hold nobody back. listens. Yeah. yeah, just talk okay. with us. <laughs> all right, so um, you know the, the Magic Leap, they're they're one of the most well funded startups ever. I they've Whoa. they've reached multiple billion dollars in in investment money at like a ten billion dollar valuation. Like they had, I think they had like Andreessen Horowitz put in a ton, and Google, and all these big banks, and it was going to be like the the headset of the future. It was like they showed all these these cool demo videos um, that weren't really specific to what they actually did but i was like oh my gosh this thing is going to be amazing and then they released the magic leap one uh man it's probably about two years ago now maybe a little longer i can't remember and it's this so it's this headset that kind of has these funky looking you know it kind of looks like you're wearing a pair of goggles and then you have like a little putt computer that you put in your pocket and you know they. They do augment, you know, virtual objects on the room around you. So as you wear the headset, it scans the room and it knows, like, you know, the wall boundaries and the floor, and if there's other stuff in the way, and it will augment, uh, you know, augment three D objects in that. Which, if you put it on and you just want to see, like, what the future of AR is, it's a really cool headset. Cool. But they were expecting to sell, you know, tons and tons of these of these headsets, and they sold a, a fraction of them. Uh, uh, much less than they were expecting. Right, so was running, that a timing
1: thing? Was there was it like they didn't really have serious competition and then Oculus came out of nowhere with something well, exciting? Like what, what do we think happened? So
0: yeah, so it's AR, right? So, you know, AR is a, a newer technology than than VR but that's true. is. Just, Oculus isn't AR, correct? Now they Oculus has said that they'll have something in AR soon, but we haven't seen anything from that yet. But anyways, so, you know, it, it is a different technology. It's much more limited. So, you know, the field of view, you know, basically like how wide you can see is mm-hmm. forty degrees, whereas the oculus is like I think it's like hundred. So your cool. ability to like immerse yourself in in this world is is much better in VR because you get a lot higher field of views than you can mm-hmm.
1: do in I was gonna ask what what's sort of like the theoretical limit of the best field of view would be, and I guess if it's right up next to your face, it's going to be approaching 180 degrees, right? Yeah. So it doesn't really matter yeah, where that, your eyes track, which isn't even 180. Like, what do you know? What that is? What is? What? Where would we like stop seeing field of view improvement? That sounds Maybe. about right.
0: Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It, yeah. It's definitely not. It's definitely not a full 180. But I, I think it probably oh, is between like it, 130 and 150. Is it though? Because if. So what? if you're looking
1: straight ahead, yeah, you're oh, going yeah. you to be limited in what you yeah. can see. But if you look to the side, then your peripheral vision does actually go. Perhaps it is. Yeah. Maybe it's like, uh, what, 200 and change or something? Yeah. I
2: don't yeah. Know. Huh. Or where do, what does it have to be for it to feel effective and immersive? Might be the other question as well. You know, I don't
0: know. Um, yeah. I mean, that does kind of de- depend on the person. I mean, I, I, I think the the VR headsets that are, you know, 100 degrees or 110 I, I think those are pretty immersive and, and it's enough that people forget where yeah. they are that and seems reasonable. And they forget that other people are even around them, which is kind of fun to watch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that there's uh, windows and fireplaces. Yeah, in and TV reality. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, just the, the technology, they they really oversold, like, what this AR technology is going to be versus, like, what they actually released in this first version oh. of the headset. Mm. And so, like, hardly hardly anyone bought it. It was basically just developers that bought it, as, as far as I know. So, uh, they they were I, – so, I actually went to their first developer conference. I guess they're one and only so far. So, we, we went out to L.A. and, and joined that, and it's – I, I kind of walked away from that conference not feeling good about the future of this company. Oh no! <laughs> oh no. Okay. And uh, you, you know, usually you go to the dev conferences, and you're like, "Yeah, this is going to be awesome. This, this is going to be so amazing." On. But yeah. uh, I mean, just just my my take on that is, uh, you know, one, they it instead of talking about the product and about the future of everything, they wanted to be like a cause for like good social justice and like change the world. And I'm like, cool. You know, that's that's a cool endeavor to to have, but you need to make can, money before can we work you on can your do that. So you have <laughs> to have a good product, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, their their whole de- developer conference was just like, you know, ten years down the road, it's gonna be all this amazing stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, what's Here what's we one year down the road? What's, what's, what's happening now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I walked walked away from that one. When was not, that? Not feeling great. Oh, let's see. Because I know Magic they launched Leap.
2: in 2010.
0: Magic Leap Developer Conference. That was. Oh man. Yeah, I guess 2010
2: to 2014 was founding in secrecy. 2015 to 2018 was yeah. product teases and reveal. And then 2018 present was product launch. Yeah,
0: so they were been... super, yeah, they were super sensitive about any, any details being leaked up until they finally did like this big public review. Um, it wasn't even that great. And it and wasn't that, I mean, we, we bought a couple of the headsets. We actually ported our app to it um, for a little bit of time and decided to not keep uh, su- supporting that.
2: Um,
0: That's all
2: right. I, I got a kay. rough idea. You probably went in about like 2017, 2018, maybe. Yeah. The, yeah. It was 2018 is when the, the yeah. conference was. So, anyways, so AR better is anybody really,
0: really? I mean, the the only other competition in the AR space right now that's public is Microsoft and their Hololens. Oh, that's mm, right. Um, that's right. So they they oh, have I heard about you know, them in a while. Yeah, I mean, it it's a cool project. I I've, I've tried uh, a couple of different Hololens headsets and seen you know they do have a the newest one does have a better field of view than the Magic Leap one. I don't feel like they've actually pushed out. A lot of their updates because there really isn't much competition in the field. Like it's kind of Microsoft HoloLens and Magic Leap just kind of saying, Hey, you know, we have this and we have this, but we're not really selling that stuff to many people yet.
2: Yeah, this the um, HoloLens is uh, pitched to enterprise as well. It's it's for business. Yep. And if you if you I mean, because you can't see the screen that we're looking at right now, and if you don't go if you can't go look it up, basically just looks like big sunglasses sitting out in front of you, right? So very yep. I don't that's know cool. very but narrow field of view for sure. Sure. Uh, We've talked about not... that
1: though before like the the enterprise uses for augmented reality are they make perfect sense for approachability. Sure. Yeah. I mean it, you you don't you still need developers but uh, businesses, certain businesses are are going to pay for the development of applications yeah. to get stuff yeah. like point of use improvements and manufacturing and things like that. So there there are a lot of business uses for augmented reality beyond virtual reality, I think. Um, so it, it's a good place to get it right. Also, it, that's one of those where... Money. Like in the gaming community, we, we have yeah. standards for what we expect an immersive experience to look like, feel like, yep. be like if you're doing it for a business application it's less about is this your favorite viewing experience so much as can you do your job better faster you know more yep. efficiently and so you can get a win even with uh, imperfect hardware and imperfect implementation because it's still better than the alternative which is walking back and forth between the traditional console to get work information for instance so
0: i think it's yeah. a, it's a good place to start yeah so you know microsoft has focused you know on enterprises basically for for the HoloLens, um, which, which, like you said, does make sense. The, the Magic Leap one was targeted towards the end consumer at the beginning, which it it just was was not there, but could it have been a, a good enterprise headset? Yeah. Um, so they've since, one, Roni Ab- Abavitz, the CEO of Magic Leap, after they burned through billions of dollars of money and didn't have much to show for it, he stepped down. Then Peggy Johnson, who's a, was a I think a senior exec at Microsoft took over and she's basically just said, hey, we're really only focusing on enterprises now. We're not gonna worry about the consumer headset just yet. Um, and bringing this back down to the very beginning of the article, uh, they they did announce that they do have the successor um, for, for the Magic Leap headset that's coming out to developers Q4 of 2021, which they're saying is 50% lighter or it's not 50% lighter, 50% smaller, 20% lighter, and 100% larger field of view. Go so on. hopefully, you know, that means they're going from like, I think, I think I said it was 40 degree field 40. of view. So hopefully they're going to 80, which which would be, you know, that that would be acceptable. So Pretty, you know, pretty
1: solid it, for everything that's in front of you, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. you know, in, in our case, we're, we're trying to show lots of different virtual screens, right? But if you only have a four degree field of view, it really only lets you see like one screen at a time. Makes sense. So, you know, if they can expand that, then it does make more sense for us as developers to to look at. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a welcome announcement. You, you hate to see anyone fail in this space because if someone fails and it's yeah. bad for all of us, it's bad yeah, for Yeah, it really is.
1: Like, it's too young for for major failures.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. 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 So, you know, I, I, I wish them the best. This is a really cool announcement that it's going to be you know smaller lighter and much bigger field of view so i'm excited about it i really hope the best for them and i hope they can kind of steer this this ship in the the right direction and maybe i'll go to a leap developer conference in another year or two and i walk away feeling better
2: yeah there you go (laughs) and hololens is uh they're on their second version now
0: yep so. Yeah, so they, they've had the HoloLens 2 out, I think, for like a year and a half or two years now at this point. Oh, and, I, and, and I believe,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's like 3000 bucks, right? $3,500 for the HoloLens yeah. 2. Yeah. Wow. I was like, man, maybe I'll get one of these and play around with it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so,
0: yeah, you know, that's an interesting one. And then the other article that I had, and let me share this one in the thing, is... There's continuing. uh, There's been rumors about this for a long time, but more and more rumors about Apple finally entering the space. And so there's an article that came out at the end of January about Apple's first VR headset that they have running internally. So we we know that Apple's play is to to work on AR. You know, uh, Tim Tim Cook has expressed multiple times that he thinks AR is the future of everything. but you know they're they're playing around with VR headsets as well, just to kind of be familiar with the technology. I don't know if they'll release a VR headset to the end user, uh, but if they do, this article is suggesting that as soon as 2022, we'll see uh, we'll see a VR headset that can compete with uh,
2: with Oculus. Hmm. So
0: hmm. that could be. It'll, really I'm sure
2: interesting.
1: it'll cost twice as much just because they yeah. want it to, though.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, the, with the Oculus Quest at t- two ninety nine, which they could sell as you know twice that easy, right? Yeah, I, I I struggle with imagining Apple comes out with something anything remotely similar and it being not twice that price. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Some of the funny
0: things that they're saying about this is that it, it includes a fan in it. So you know, one of the things about the VR headsets, they do get a little warm on your face, and uh, it, it is a lot of processing power to do what they do. Uh, and so this would be the very first headset that actually has a fan
2: in it. And that's just kind of a funny And the fan thing. would be outside, not, not blowing like on your eyeballs, right? Yeah.
0: In, keep your face uh, cool, Well, yeah. So like keep the system eyes, cool. Really yeah, yeah basically, basically, That sounds
2: terrible. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just keeping the, the components cool, but not, uh, yeah, not blowing on your eyes. But it, yeah. it was just kind of a funny announcement because Apple has always been the company that's like, yeah, we don't even need fans in our, in, in our devices, you know, in our MacBooks or whatever. So. It, yeah. It'll be really interesting to see what they do um, in in the space. Um, before I share my opinion on this, I, I want I wonder if I can get your guys' opinion on this one. You know, Facebook has spent billions of dollars at this point on on VR development, and they're clearly trying to make themselves be the market leaders uh, in in VR. Uh, I'd love to hear, hear your guys' opinions as to why do you, why are they spending so much. Uh, so much on on this
2: space kind of put kind of putting you guys on a spot here, yeah well I mean my my initial answer all the time is either it depends, which doesn't fit here or money right, and then you can dive down the the money rabbit hole right because the only reason that they're going to go and invest something like that is for a uh they're fairly convinced that there's a large roi on that so um do they lock you in I hate that term but do they quote unquote lock you into does Facebook lock you in?
0: <laughs> well, do they
2: do they do they bring you into an ecosystem where you are connecting with peers and then ultimately advertisers in new ways? right? Because then again, you know, you're driving revenue, you're buying things, all that kind of stuff. I I don't know. I think it's just the next gen platform of rather than sitting in front of your computer, scrolling Facebook and clicking on ads. It's the next version of that, where you get some sort of ad experience in the middle of whatever it is that you're doing. You then go on to buy 10 million songs on top of your Beat Saber license and boom money.
1: Yeah. (laughs) 10 million songs. Um, I I would agree with that, right? I think they saw an opportunity in an emerging market to take advantage of user data and jump into one of the most profitable, you know, ecosystems in the world, which is gaming. And um, I think they will tie it to social and I think they'll tie it to advertising too. But I think the advertising is going to be more, more effective for them. Um, in the AR space, right? Imagine you've got your friends. Yeah. Think, think like Pinterest only with with an AR slant. So you're looking around your room, and it's like, hey, how good would this TV look here? Your friends have one, right? <laughs> like, yeah. there's there's a lot you could pile on there. The, the I think the VR space is less less likely to be. I think it's going to be harder to capitalize on advertising and social in the VR space. I mean, believe it to an organization like Facebook to figure that out so it might just be beyond me but but it's going to be it, it stuff like that would feel more aggressive to me right like if you're injecting ads into a VR experience there's it's, it's just, just advertising
2: well like use what? the use the beat saber one as an example and if it knows the type of music that you like sure and then the, one of your favorite bands drops an album then they like oh, absolutely. oh why don't you do beat saber to this album it's only 9.99 and
1: i guess i guess I'm separating those two things in my head. I, yeah. I feel like what you just described is exactly how games work now, right? Look yeah, at mobile games and how that's they true. inject, you know, small transaction, micro based millions of dollars, right? There's yeah. money there. And in an oh, emerging yeah. platform, they have We've an opportunity to be a leader in the space and to go and to get into it. Right. But, advertising the microtransaction side of the game whether it's speed up your workers to do the thing or to your point you know your favorite band dropped a new uh new new album why don't you buy it for beat Saber? yes there's advertising opportunities for sure but it feels more like a traditional game sort of revenue stream sure yeah i think you're buying, like I think
2: skins for your vr character like if right. somebody drops some new shoes you yeah know, but, but, but i think anyone could do that yeah
1: and Facebook's business model doesn't necessarily augment or make that more valuable. Uh, their yeah. ability to collect information, great, but Google could enter the space and tell you what songs you like better than you could, probably. So can Amazon. Why why would Facebook be adopting VR in that stuff? And I think it's because at the once this is an established ecosystem, not only are suddenly they a serious player in gaming, which again profitable. But I think it opens itself to leveraging similar technologies, so synergistic sort of motions, to creating an advertising social ecosystem that leverages it. And, and that will that will actually help them in their other markets as well. So this it's almost like a, a lost leader that helps establish dominance in a new space and something that will ultimately pull traditional business up for them.
0: So yep. I think it's a long play on the social advertising side yeah. and a short play on the, the gaming. Yeah. I, I think y'all covered a lot on on you know the, the platform and, and and the advertising and and that. One of the interesting things that, that I think is that the reason they're spending so much in this right now as well, is you know, if you look at their their apps in, you know, in the the Google uh, Play Store. And the Apple store is there, they're, they're basically at, at the mercy of, of Apple and Google if they make changes because they don't own that hardware sure. platform. They don't own that ecosystem. Um, you know, oh, we're seeing this Bitcoin. in, we're seeing this in the news right now, you know, Facebook's making all these changes about privacy <laughs> and now now, or Apple's making all these things about privacy. Now Facebook's saying, well, uh, you know, what, what do we do then? You know, how do we keep ads relevant? How, how do we continue to make money from this? And I think, you know, if they believe that this XR world is is the future of, of compute and they need to own that platform or uh, or if they don't, they're still stuck at the will of of the mm-hmm. Google plays and the, the Apple stores and they don't, they don't want that. So if, if they can control the entire thing and be the, the leader in it, then then uh, they, they won't hit the roadblocks that they're running into yeah. right now. That's
1: a, that's a really good point. I'm curious to see how successful an organization like Facebook actually is in establishing a go-to marketplace, though, when when you already have platforms like Steam, which are not going to be barriers to usage on those platforms and are already broadly adopted and, and dominant in the space. Facebook could do it, but the, the only way that I think that they do that near term is to basically make it a walled garden and says you have to use our marketplace to use this device yeah. and don't get me wrong they're going to try this right the oculus if it if it's the go-to platform that's the wedge that lets them compete with steam for games in vr but i could totally see steam winning that battle if for no other reason than as soon as another option is not facebook and doesn't require you to buy through a facebook marketplace the history steam has with their gamers and the broad applicability of the platform it's that's an uphill battle for me i I, i'm with you i think that's absolutely something they want it's something arguably maybe even they need to be super successful going forward and to see this you know 100x but dude fighting steam on gamers and and marketplace that's that's going to be tough
2: yep dude so not to change too hard here but did you already talk about the rec room numbers no, no. So, I I didn't, but you can go for it. Yeah, Rec Room, um, which is an app in uh, in in, Qu- in the Quest ecosystem, now has over one million active, mon- or monthly active users, and it said the stats on uh,
1: forty million songs a month. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> daily active uh, VR users in Rec Room—they're spending an average of two point seven hours per day. Whoa! Jeez. Yeah, about a million, about a million users at two
1: and a half hours a day.
2: Yes. Two, yeah. Wow. 2.7. And, and I mean, have you been in rec room, Tyler? I can't remember nope. if you've been in so I don't basically, know what that is It's like a, uh, it's like a recreational center. You walk in and you can just Shocker. randomly walk up to people and play ping pong against them or play basketball or you this this double door. Yeah. It's Bocci just stuff ball. like that. Right. You can go play paintball. They have like a very, it's very cool. simplistic field, um where, you know, you can pick up different types of paintball guns and it's just a capture the flag sort of thing. It's very, um, Cartoony, right? It's not hyper realistic, but it's very easy to interact and have fun and play and and, and talk with other people. I don't know, it's super interesting. I that that surprises me. So I mean, I can yeah, remember, that, I that's I played that's it, awesome.
1: I, I wonder how much of that is pandemic related too, right? Like, yeah. I want a social sort of ex- exercise. I mean, for lack of a better way, but I, I see an ecosystem, and a lot of people are not getting that experience today so they're leading into it i mean yeah. it, ironically or maybe not this is probably one of those industries that will see a bit of a boon earlier than they might have otherwise because of uh what's going on in the world right like yep. the sure. pandemic keeping people at home um uh if for anyone that maintained their job and obviously awful things for people that couldn't um they actually have more liquid cash in most cases because the things they used to spend money on have dwindled so they found new things to spend money on welcome to america especially but then these sorts of systems they give you an escape and a social experience and that kind of a game even rudimentary it's like uh what was it? Mario tennis, right? Like one of the one of the most popular like Wii games, right? Of of all the things. Why Wii tennis? It's because it turns out people like to play video game versions of sports at home. <laughs> and yep. and this is a way to to scratch an itch that's difficult to scratch right now.
2: What is this? Raises twenty so Rec Room raises twenty million dollars series C Series C investment, crosses two million annual VR users. Okay, sorry. I just saw something else that that was maybe added on to that. Yeah, I want to go back in and check it out. And if you haven't, man, jump into it. The last time I was in it was the first time really that I tried the Oculus and then I never really went back, but I was this was a year ago at Christmas time with Joanna's family. They her cousins got the Quest as well and we all jumped in and we went and we played paintball in Rec Room for like 4 hours. It was crazy. And then I never went back, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Time to go back. You it's need time to go 10 back. songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't get off that. I'm not gonna. I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody typed. Somebody fat fingered a zero or something. Like, I, I don't know Multiple how many zeros they. Four hundred thousand songs. Like, come on. None of this makes sense. Forty thousand yeah. songs is too much for one user. Yeah. i I'm just unless their bundles of DLC are just insanely large, which i do not that many songs they can, available. Aren't that crazy? Yeah. yeah like there aren't That's yeah. it's, it's that's something's wrong with those numbers. Yeah. It's like yeah. Q4 players and, and total songs ever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's There's pro- there's probably about 100 to 150 songs available is my probably estimate. Of, um, so the, how many millions of times can did buy? they buy them then? <laughs> That's crazy.
2: Um. Okay, I, would, uh, I can't end the show without mentioning that EA Sports uh, NCAA football is coming back. I don't know if either of y'all played that. Oh, you I'm guessing have. Tyler, no. Daniel, maybe. I don't know you well enough yet. I've, I played it. Okay, but you weren't addicted to it like I was. I wasn't addicted to it. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped about that. I don't know that there'll ever be a VR version of something like that, but that would be (laughs) kind of cool. (laughs) There should be. Come on. What else we got? Should we talk about GME again or just shut the show down?
1: (laughs) Well, hey, no, we can't have today's show and not (laughs) mention that Jeff Bezos is stepping down. (laughs) Right. Come on. Come on. That's huge
0: news in the tech space. How Um, much? How much is enough money? According to Jeff Bezos, it's around two hundred billion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, you know what's funny about that too is that they also had like an absolutely epic Q4. So he's stepping down yeah. on the tails of like blowing out their largest quarter ever by a gajillion dollars. Yeah. Well, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Wasn't it wasn't like it was like hundred and twenty-five billion or something insane.
2: I thought it was over hundred billion. Yeah, over hundred billion quarter. Which which joining is Apple. huge. Yeah.
1: What's well, huge even compared to them? Yeah. Like yeah. traditionally, Amazon is yeah. So so he killed it. He's going out on top, which is insane. Um, and he's also handing it over to um, the the previous uh head of AWS. Andy,
0: Andy Jassy, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so Andy Jassy, and that's a huge hint at what's going to be important for them going forward. I think. Obviously, the, the, the Amazon marketplace dominance from a consumer spending perspective, no question, they are killing it in that space. They're also killing it on the data center side of things with uh, with their cloud offerings. And um, I think putting Jassy in control is going to be pretty interesting going forward, if nothing other than they will continue on their trajectory trajectory with some, uh, some level of smoothness too. But... What do you guys so what,
2: think about all that? Well, that's what I was gonna ask you. What because I've talked to maybe a dozen different people about this since the news. And some people are just like, Yeah, I'm sure he just wants to wants to relax, right? And you can go look at the articles. And some people are like, Well, you know, I, I think he wants to go do the Blue Origin stuff and do space race things with Elon. Sure. And then some people are like, mm, maybe there's like maybe there's something that's like about to drop, like not good. Right, not good like, happening. Can you and, get divorced and he's being, twice? He's being asked as without being. I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay. no. I mean, I don't. Yeah, uh,
1: no. I, I maybe, maybe there's something less. I, I don't know. I, I mean, until we see it, I'm not even going to speculate on that side because sure. yep. I, I, just don't. I. It would not surprise me if just like, uh, you know, Bill Gates before him jumping out when things aren't going poorly. It's just. Like, what, what else can I do for Amazon if I'm Jeff Bezos? Yep. You could yep. do stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, the dude could continue to cultivate, but they are killing it. So going to focus on something else, freeing yourselves of some of the baggage, I'm sure, of building it from nothing to everything is, is probably pretty cool. And it's yep. not like he's he's not going to be involved. He's still going to be on the board. But um, right.
0: I, th- I, think he's I don't still, know. I think it just the makes the exact seat on the board now. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Not, not involved in the day to day as much, but sure. definitely he'll still have a presence there for sure.
1: Yeah. And, and, and we may find out that was, it's something crazy, but I could totally see him just wanting to get into other stuff and yeah. Yeah, taking all the accolades of exiting at the, the top of the freaking elevator. Right. Yeah. It's, I they're hope not it's having that. trouble. I hope it's Nothing's something going basic.
2: wrong. Yeah. I hope it. Is, there's nothing like really weird. Uh, he but, just wants uh, to get more swole. <laughs> yeah, he supposed to work out yeah and, and <laughs> arguably he can, still, he can still have the uh the input the way he was as a ceo just yeah. without some of the ceo um, um requirements the job requirements right because there's an article i was reading the other day about really like what does he do and he, he said it was basically two things always be thinking three years out and only make a few key decisions every single day right? Mm -hmm. You make just a couple very high quality decisions. That's my job and always be thinking three years out. And and he, in the article, he talked about how, you know, somebody would congratulate him on an excellent quarter. And he's not even really thinking about that excellent quarter because to him, that quarter was locked three years ago when they were planning for it, right? It's just playing out now. And his mind is thinking three years out from now. So maybe that's just part of what it is. He's, he's thinking three years out and three years out, he needs to be somewhere else doing something different to get to get to what, what he's imagining. Yep. Maybe it's just that, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, I hope we don't see anything uh, less awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, I think it's really interesting news. I, I don't know that it's shocking. Um, yeah. Cause I, I don't, I don't think that folks like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and, Uh, You know, Bill Gates, they don't have to run companies like that forever. I I think stepping out and going and playing in new spaces, of course, Elon's a terrible example of that. That guy just, it's like, I want to do something else new. I'm just going to do that too. (laughs) Right. Man's a machine. And I get why he's pursuing Neuralink, right? It's like, I need copies. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Oh man, there's news there too. And more on Elon as well. Um, Yesterday, he, no, what's today, the third? So Monday evening, um, he jumped on Clubhouse, uh, which is that, you know, audio, uh, social audio thing. He jumped on Clubhouse and was getting interviewed and uh, had a bunch of um, interesting responses. I mean, typical kind of Elon stuff, but um, answering questions around, hey, when are we going to Mars? He says, "Eh, about five and a half years out. Um, what's it going to take? He says fully and rapidly reusable rockets, right? We, we got to get to that point where we, you know, a rocket lands, yeah. we refuel it just like a car they and had another and crash like too,
1: a- didn't they? Everything went well. And then it slammed into the launch pad. Yeah. Pad, I guess.
2: Yep. Yeah. And that's, so uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. And I think that's why he's, you know, saying five and a half years out. And then there's the concept sure. too, of, you know, once we go there, uh, you can only go every two years, you know, you'll be sending a new cohort. Every two mm. years, a flood of, of people, right? And that's when it works. That's crazy. They said, when are you going to send your kids? He said, ah, you know, probably when we land, you know, if they want to go, maybe like the third or fourth successful landing on Mars, then, uh, you know, I'll sign up family members and we'll Sheesh. go. Sheesh. That's, that's a
1: terrible <laughs> thing to say publicly. Like, once, the, once the first eight die and the
2: first four that don't, you know, like, ah, yeah. crap, Mars. Well, I mean, how would you answer that question? How would you answer that question? I'll put all my family on a first rocket lie. to Mars. i probably just
1: My kids don't want to go to Mars. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, I don't know. No, it's just, it's interesting. There's, the pioneers in that space, obviously, like like astronauts in the 60s, are uh, absolutely going to be taking risks that the average human won't or shouldn't. Yeah, even, and, yeah. Uh, and it will be pretty sure. fascinating to see for sure. But I yeah, that's an that's an interesting
2: question. It's it's nothing new though. When you think about throughout human history, I mean, anytime we're we're doing something new, you know, it's what it yep. is.
1: No, that's that's crazy um what else there were, there were a couple other little snippets that I thought were worth mentioning obviously the the SpaceX rocket crash again oh I know uh, there's an article from SpaceX which I pulled up I don't think I put it in the show notes but um, they did announce that they they're going to start um, the uh, space tourism part of their business as oh, early yeah. as the end of this year yeah so, so they've, I've seen they've a already lot got uh, they've already got somebody signed up um, and they're uh they're they're I, mean, I won't say committing to it, but they're on track to send somebody up into space. And Which company was that? It's called Sorry, their Free Flyer SpaceX. SpaceX, so
2: okay. It's yeah. called
1: Free Flyer, and it's their first foray into uh, throwing a citizen, a citizen-only sort of space flight, right? And uh, let's see, who's the guy? It's an all-civilian mission to space, and the they're calling it Inspiration four is the name of the uh the mission and the tech entrepreneur named Jared Isaacman is uh, financing the mission.
2: Okay. Yeah, Blue oh. Origin is doing the same thing. I, I missed mm-hmm. that you said SpaceX, but yeah, you can go to yeah. blue origin.com slash fly with us and go sign up for your trip to space. <laughs> sign up today. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, but yeah, so they're going to start doing commercial
1: astronaut training um on using the Falcon 9 as a launch vehicle and the the Dragon spacecraft. Uh and and they're going to focus on getting up and operating in micro and zero gravity.
2: That's really cool.
1: Really cool. That I mean that's that's really exciting stuff. I don't I don't think I'll have the finances to do that, but man, I want to.
2: <laughs> well, maybe if you volunteer for like the first one, it might be free. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's what i'm it. guessing things like that like you know you're gonna go calling right mars. away
1: your insurance my my poor kids when it yeah. blows up on re-entry
2: Yeesh. okay all right i think we're uh, i think we're over time here and can, can yep. i
0: throw one one very last thing yes. out there it, it. It's, not, it's not news related but i just thought this was cool so you guys had curtis bunker on like one or two weeks ago, I can't, can't remember the exact date. And yeah. you know, he was talking about AI with all his AI wisdom. And I was like, dude, I need to talk to this guy. So I just messaged him. I was like, Hey man, like, I really, I really liked you, you being on the show. Um, Can we, can we just like find a time to hang out and do like a little video call? And he was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And so him and I just had a good like hour and a half long conversation about AI and That's VR and the awesome. future of everything. And, dude, that is so and, cool. And it, it was a blast. That, TBP bridge and gaps. I, I know. So <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, if, if anyone out here is listening, is interested in like, I don't know if I'll speak for everyone, but I mean, I've talked with Aaron and Tyler and Russell and interacted with you guys enough on Twitter to say like, if you guys are ever interested in like just talking with us about anything in you know, any of the fields where I, I don't know if I would say we're full experts on, but we try and be experts on.
2: Yeah, we play uh, experts on a podcast. Yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, re- reach out. It, we, all of us would be happy to to chat more. And, uh, it, it's a really cool community that, that y'all have built. So thanks. Yeah, oh. man, dude, that yeah, is so cool to hear.
1: That is an awesome story. And it's, Curtis it's really is, fun is, to hear stuff like that.
2: Yeah, for sure. And Curtis is amazing from yes. that perspective. Yeah, is. That is his whole, gosh, he's in deep and he get. I mean, it's, it's really fun to talk with him.
1: It is. It is. And, uh, but that's, that's a really, that's a really fun community story. Thanks for sharing it. And, uh, for sure. I mean, we, we love talking about this stuff. We do it on the show, obviously, but, uh, out out of the show, whether it's on Twitter or on a phone, uh, you know, we have, we have a blast, Just digging into technology. Shoot, that's that's why we started this, right? Like Russ, Aaron and I were already having these conversations and usually getting pretty passionate arguments. Sometimes argumentative (laughs) call
2: them conversations, (laughs) but they're
1: arguments. (laughs) About about all of it, right? So we we get into it and we just decided it'd be fun to to share it. But no, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you guys connected too. Yeah. yeah. So I do think that, that we'll have to do sort of a roundout on uh, the GME saga and all things Wall Street bets. But I think waiting till Friday is a good idea. In fact, it's probably one of those ones where we'll wait another week and change before we see this really fizzle out. Um, but but one thing I will drop that I found very interesting is that Mark Cuban did a two-hour AMA on Reddit yesterday. Uh, it's uh, Ask Me Anything, and it's uh, it's something that started on Reddit a long time ago. And then went on to CNBC and basically went to bat for Wall Street bets. And so I have not had a chance to read all the way through that Amma and I have not had a chance to watch him on the news, but it cracks me up that that he's even that engaged, right? I mean, he's he's he is basically taking a megaphone to this. Almost David versus Goliath, uh, retail investor versus uh, hedge fund and market maker sort of ecosystem. And there's a lot more interesting stuff to talk about there. And uh, and and as I've said it before, at, at risk of using the wrong words on our show, the loss porn from GameStop is going to be epic, and or the gain porn will be. So it's not done. It's going to be funny, and uh, we'll talk about it more. But That brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today. Loved all the VR, AR, XR conversations. Glad we got to touch on space. You know, you even mentioned this morning, it's like we're more of a STEM podcast and uh, and that's probably going to continue happening, right? We get into quantum, we get into the space flight, we get into the space tourism now, which is awesome, missions to Mars. But uh, I don't know, we we don't want to eat stems for breakfast. So let's stick with the tech. Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. We're glad you guys are part of the community. Thanks for coming. We'll talk to you Friday.
2: Cheers. Cheers. Peace.